Hello, True Crime PI fans. I'm your host, Dana Pohl. Did you know that in the United States, there are more than 200,000 unsolved, missing, murdered, and unidentified persons cases? Last season, I covered the case of an unidentified Jane Doe. This season, I am shifting my focus from the unidentified to the missing. In episode one, I will investigate the case of Sandra K. Powell, a pregnant teen from South Bend, Indiana, who disappeared in 1987. Episode two will feature an interview with John Bishkoff, Vice President, Missing Children Division, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. This is an interview you are not going to want to miss. I will then be releasing a series of episodes on the disappearance of Lonine Ray Rogers, a deaf mother from Meadville, Pennsylvania, who disappeared on January 7, 1981. This series will include interviews with Lonine's sister, daughter, and her son. Before we move on to Season 2, I want to share a quick update on what has been happening with the cases I covered in Season 1. Let's begin with Cobb County Jane Doe. Last season, I covered the case of a Jane Doe found in Cobb County, Georgia on May 10, 1984. As the season unfolded, the podcast sparked a re-examination of her case by a Georgia task force. This task force is responsible for comparing unsolved Georgia homicides with serial killer Samuel Little's confessions. At the same time, the Cobb County Medical Examiner's Office expressed an interest in submitting this Doe's remains for advanced DNA profiling and genetic genealogical research. I reached out to Amy Hutzel at the Georgia Criminal Justice Coordinating Council for an update on the re-examination, but I have not heard back. I can only hope that no news is good news. As far as the DNA profile goes, last season we learned that our Doe's original profile was created in 2011. This profile contained 13 DNA markers. In Episode 6, Who is Our Doe? David Middleman, founder and CEO of Othram, explained that when it comes to genealogical matching, the more markers, the better. With this in mind, I contacted the Cobb County Medical Examiner's Office and asked if a new DNA profile was being created. I was told to contact the DA's office. I found this interesting and a little frustrating given the fact that I had left several messages with the DA's office in the past and received no response. Fortunately, I happened to know a certain detective who is well-connected, and so I asked him if he would make the call. Detective Dawes was able to reach his contact and was told that our Doe's remains will be submitted for enhanced profiling in the near future. Last month, a Jackson County, Mississippi, Jane Doe, who had been unidentified for 44 years, was identified as Clara Birdlong. Othram used genetic genealogy to identify a relative and build a family tree. Using timelines and his own confessions, the FBI has identified Samuel Little as the most likely suspect. Over the past year, I have spoken with several families who have a missing loved one, and they all agree that the not knowing is the hardest part. My wish is that Clara's family can find peace in the knowing.
Clara's case gives me hope that someday soon, our Doe and her killer will be identified. In the final episode of Season 1, I shared Saginaw John Doe's story. I am happy to report that in late May, through the generosity of people like you, the Saginaw John Doe DNA Solves campaign was fully funded. Two weeks later, a listener contacted me and said that the details and the descriptions I shared in the episode seemed to match his missing relative. In the weeks that followed, this man allowed me to walk with him as he and his family began the bittersweet journey to explore this potential match. He kept me updated as his family talked with law enforcement, looked at autopsy photos, and submitted DNA. This was a humbling experience, and one I will never forget. With that said, I am sure you are wondering why it's taking so long to identify him. My guess is that the Saginaw Police Department is working to gather the evidence needed to convict his killer. My hope is that one day soon, his name will be returned, his family will finally know what happened to him, and justice will be served. As I prepare to release Season 2, I am grateful to all of you for listening and to the families who have trusted me to share their stories. Together, we can help find the missing, give the unidentified back their names, and provide answers to families who have been forced to carry the unbearable burden of not knowing. Join me next Wednesday as I investigate a case that has baffled law enforcement for decades, the disappearance of Sandra K. Powell. In March of 1987, 17-year-old Sandra Powell disappeared from her South Bend home without a trace. Days earlier, Sandra testified in court as a witness in a homicide trial. Sandra is presumed dead, but her family is desperate for answers. If you know anything about the disappearance of Sandra Powell and contact Crime Stoppers, you could receive a cash reward of up to $1,000. Submit a secure tip online at southbendareacrimestoppers.com or call 800-342-STOP. In South Bend, call 288-STOP. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, like our True Crime PI Facebook page, and join our Facebook group to discuss the case featured in each episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a minute to rate and review it. Ratings and reviews attract listeners and ultimately result in more exposure for these cases. Visit my website at truecrimepi.com to suggest a case, and if you're feeling generous, click on the Buy Me a Coffee link to support this podcast. Thank you for listening. True Crime PI is written and edited by Dana Pohl. Theme music, CD Streets, and Come Out and Play, written and performed by the very talented Darren Curtis at darrencurtismusic.com.